Question one, who do you want to work with? Question two, who is your product or service for? Question three, what are their interests? Question four, what are their personal circumstances? Question five, what brands do they engage with? The steps in this book will show you what you need to put in place to take advantage of the marketing that sells system. The system Ed used to take his business from one that lost money to a business that gave him and his family a better way. Hello and welcome to Storytime with Codebreak. And today's story is, fuck everything else until you've sorted this. Hey everyone, what's going on? My name's Andy Rao. I'm here on my own again. Joel's sunning himself in Mexico. He's back on Monday, so rest assured you won't just be getting me forever. Now, some of you may know that during lockdown, Joel and I took the opportunity to write a book. It became an Amazon number one bestseller, and it's called How to Create Marketing That Sells Even in the New Economy. Stay hungry. So what I thought I'd do today is read you chapter one, because chapter one basically determines everything when it comes to your marketing success. It's about knowing exactly who you're going after, because most business owners we come across their, their major challenges, their approach has been throwing up shit at the wall and some of it will sticks, that kind of old technique. So yes, that will bring you in the ideal customer, but it means you'll also waste a lot of time and money trying to get in front of people who will never buy off you, or they might buy off you, but it'd be like pulling teeth. There'll be a pain in the arse. There'll be a tire kicker or a time vampire. So knowing exactly who your ideal customer is, is a fantastic starting point if you're looking to skyrocket your marketing in 2023. So today I'm going to read out chapter one from our book. And again, it's called Fuck Everything Else Until You've Sorted This. Now, this is written by Joel. So um, I won't try and do Joel's uh, Shropshire accent. So bear with me. Right, let's let's go. Now we have your attention. Yeah, that title, bloody hell. This isn't from the book. This is just me speaking now. The title alone uh, got us uh, a few people sending copies of the book back. So people had ordered the book and they were offended by the language. So uh, yeah, there we go. Again, you can't appeal to everyone. So uh, know your market for sure. Now, now we have your attention. The marketing that sells system will work for any business. As you read through this book, we'll take you on a step-by-step walkthrough. It's as simple as that. However, unless you have step one nailed, don't bother reading on. This system simply will not work for business owners who can't commit to step one. You need to know your audience. If there's one mistake we see most businesses make, it's trying to please too many people. It's such an easy trap, a trap formed from one of your best intentions, helping others. If you're the kind of business person who knows you have a good product or service, you know you're better than your competitors, and you just can't understand why more people aren't buying, then this will resonate with you. Not so long ago, we were working with a business owner who had a really good product on his hands, but he couldn't get it out of his head that everyone should want it. It doesn't matter what you think of your product or service, it's about what they think we'd regularly explain to him. Who are they? He'd fire back. Exactly. Who are they? There are very few, if any, products or services on the planet that are meant for everyone. Every business has its niche, and there's a good reason for that. This is called Ed's plant-based story. Now, that business person, let's call him Ed, hand it up, really couldn't grasp this. Ed was on the verge of losing it all, not because he didn't have a good product, not because he didn't have good business systems. The risk was that he was trying to please everybody. Ed's meat alternative really did taste like the real thing. It even looked like the real thing. 
All of the ingredients were ethically sourced and even the price point was close to the real thing. His mission, in his mind, was to replace meat. However, trying to change the behaviour of the masses overnight is no small undertaking. That kind of objective is a quick way to blow a marketing budget and lose confidence in your business. Now, at this point, it will help if you see this from Ed's perspective. Ed had grown up in the rural English county of Shropshire on a small farm. Through his teen years, each day alongside his schoolwork, he'd help out his parents with the day-to-day tasks about the place. It wasn't the easiest of upbringings, unsavoury hours, manual labour, no matter the weather, and parents that were working 365 days a year. And as each year passed, Ed saw his parents struggle more and more. The supermarkets drive a hard bargain, putting pressure on the agricultural industry, and Ed witnesses firsthand. There's got to be a better way, Ed thought to himself. At 18, Ed went to university to study food engineering. His now elderly parents decided to sell the farm and retire, but sadly they divorced. Years of toil had taken their toll on their relationship. The thought never left Ed. There's got to be a better way. And that's where his business idea sprung from. A meat alternative that tastes like the real thing can be sold for close to the same price and better yet, You don't need loads of land and to work 365 days a year to make a living. Ed had a huge emotional connection to his product, and rightly so. Perhaps if he thought of this sooner, his parents were still together, he thought. Now, it will stop you right there. You have got to take yourself out of the equation. This isn't about you or Ed. As a business owner, this has to be about what is best for the business. Maybe you truly are the new Coca-Cola and you're set to take the world by storm. But if you try to take on the big guns too early, you'll be out of pocket before you know it. Now is the time to be objective. How are you going to get the most marketing bang for your buck? You need to know your audience and who they should be. And who they should be right now is the people who are most likely to buy from you. It doesn't matter if you think everyone should buy your product or service. Who is most likely to buy it? Who will cost you the least to turn into a customer? Next section is called your customer avatar. After a few months of doing it his way, the penny dropped with Ed. He didn't have the marketing budget to convince enough lifelong meat eaters to change their behavior and switch to his product. Maybe one day the world would change, but one step at a time. Ed needed to figure out who was the most likely to buy from him and importantly, where to find them. He came to the conclusion that targeting vegans and vegetarians was his best bet. And with that, he set about ensuring his product was being displayed in the vegetarian section of the shops that stocked it. Ed was excited. He felt that he had a clear vision of who his customer should be, who his marketing should speak to, and the direction his company should take. Sales did improve, but only marginally. All that excitement drained out of Ed. He felt dejected. Perhaps his product wasn't as good as he thought. That was when we met. It wasn't quite the last chance saloon, but it wasn't far off. Ed was at the lowest point he'd ever been with his business and he was starting to lose confidence in his product. Now, being from rural Shropshire, it probably hadn't occurred to Ed that vegetarianism is hardly a niche anymore. In 2020, 8% of the world's population identified as vegetarian or vegan. So our first suggestion to Ed was that people who want to eat a product that tastes and looks like meat probably like meat in the first place. Immediately, he could narrow his audience to people that used to eat meat or experimenting with leaving meat behind. Ed could feel his motivation returning, like a sudden weight had been lifted off his shoulders. I can target people on a health kick, or who are looking to become vegetarian, he exclaimed. Ed's product was stocked in a couple of leading supermarkets, and it took him 18 months to get it placed. So there's no point in targeting people who shopped elsewhere. 
the audience was starting to niche down. People interested in a meat replacement who shop in one of two places. As we continued our discussions, we looked at the type of person that shops in those supermarkets. What gender are they? What do they drive? What brands are they like? What's their average spend? How old are they? Do they have children? The more detail we could get written down, the better. We call this the customer avatar, the perfect customer, the prospect that is most likely to buy from you. For the first time, Ed felt like he had absolute clarity. He knew who his audience were, he knew where to find them, and he understood for the first time why they were interested in his product. Now, why does this matter to you? If you don't know who you're marketing to, your marketing will never work. Sorry to burst your bubble, but it needs to be done. Not every business will be as clear and easy as Ed's. We've worked with accountants, property developers, fabric stores, business coaches, online clothing shops, and many more. Every business is different. And of course, you'll pick up customers similar to your avatar, but that's not the same as actively targeting them. Where is your marketing spend best spent? There are some simple questions you must ask yourself to help build this picture. Question one, who do you want to work with? We don't mean what type of businesses or what sector. We mean the actual people. There's no use trying to build a business with people you resent working with or selling to. You'll never achieve the freedom you desire. So think about the sort of people you click with, those business transactions that have felt seamless. Now, we understand that businesses grow, becoming multifaceted and selling to all sorts of people. However, we're talking about the situation right now. What customers will make for the easiest, most cost-efficient acquisition for your business in this moment? Think about the deals that went well, the ones that worked out great for everyone. Money was paid on time. There was mutual respect. Maybe they even referred other business to you. It felt more like dealing with a friend than a customer. Are they friendly or formal? Are they direct or nuanced? Are they considered or hurried? There's no right or wrong type of person. It's about whatever character your business finds easiest to deal with. That's the type of person you want to work with. Question two, who is your product or service for? So you've got your character sorted, but there's no point trying to sell them something they'll never buy. They might be the right personality, but you don't sell engine oil to someone who doesn't have a car. Carefully consider who is most likely to require your product or service? Who has an immediate need? Let's take a bottled water company. It's just launched a new eco-friendly bottled spring water. So who is this for? Everyone, right? Wrong. There are lots of factors to niche this person down to. People who don't usually drink tap water. People who are environmentally conscious. People who opt for water ahead of soft drinks, fruit juice or sports drinks. Younger consumers who are less likely to be prepared and carry their own water. People in countries with restrictions on plastic bottles. People who live in hard water areas. People concerned about the nitrate content of tap water. People who look for high mineral content in their water. People who have the disposable income to pay for bottled water. So many factors for such a simple product. Looking at just these points, it's obvious you're more likely to be able to sell this water to environmentally conscious people who tend to avoid tap water don't have time to prepare their own filtered water and look for a high mineral content in their drinks. So who is your product or service for? When you dig a little deeper, you'll be surprised at what you come up with. Question three, what are their interests? If you're going to target the person from question one and two with your marketing, you need to know as much about them as you can. What do they do for fun? How do they exercise? What do they watch on TV? What do they read? In this part, you can really go to town with the detail. So if we take the same example as before, someone who is environmentally conscious, avoids tap water, 
doesn't have time to prepare filtered water, and opts for high mineral content in their drinks. Chances are they are well-read, they understand the environmental impact of their choices, and they know about the importance of vitamins and minerals. They lead a busy life, so they're probably not yet retired. They're not a planner or a prepper. So let's look at what their interests could be. Fun and leisure, gym, after work drinks, TV shows such as Attenborough documentaries, late night TV, probably reads non-fiction, lifestyle guides, health books. You see, you really can start to build a picture. At this point, many business owners start to think about all the other people they might be able to sell to. But that would be missing the point. This is less about who you might be able to sell to and all about who you should be trying to sell to. Who is most likely to buy off you or easiest for your business to sell to? This is where your marketing investment should go. Question four, what are their personal circumstances? Without knowing the situation someone lives in, how can you possibly know how to communicate with them? Where do they live? Are they married? Do they have children? This really matters. Single people make different buying decisions to married people. People with children have different priorities again, and they all might as well speak a different language. A man with two children lives in a completely different world to a single woman living in a city apartment. So let's go back to the bottled water example. We've outlined a person with a busy life, potentially quite young, who has no time to prepare, and who is both environmentally and health conscious. It sounds like they're old enough not to be living carefree, They have responsibilities, hence why they're busy and concerned about their health and the environment. A safe bet is they're in their 20s, cohabiting, but probably not married, and they're yet to have children. Question five, what brands do they engage with? Blimey, this is getting deep, isn't it? Bear with us. This is the last question, and it'll soon become apparent why it's so important. What cars do they like? What clothing brands they wear? What food brands do they buy? What you may not realise is that nowadays advertising is smart. You can actively target people based on their interests, behaviours and the demographic they belong to. The more information you have on your perfect customer, the better. Again, using our previous example, cars will be hybrid engine vehicles and electric vehicles because they're environmentally conscious. Think Tesla, Toyota, Lexus, etc. Clothing will be eco-friendly brands like People Tree and Moral Fibres. Food health food products and clean eating like Pucker, Gosh and Huel. We're getting a clearer picture of this person now, so let's put it all together. Age, 20s. Living situation, cohabiting. Children, none. Attitude, health conscious, environmentally aware, busy professional. Fun and leisure, gym, after work drinks. TV, Attaba documentaries, late night TV. Reading, non-fiction, lifestyle guides, health books. Brands, Tesla, Toyota, Lexus, People Tree, Moral Fibres, Pucker, Gosh and Huel. Everyone drinks water, right? Well, yes, but not everyone drinks your water. So don't waste your marketing investment on people who might when there are plenty of people who will. So before you move on through this guide, ask yourself who your customer avatar is. Use these five simple questions to get you going. Again, question one, who do you want to work with? Question two, who is your product or service for? Question three, what are their interests? Question four, what are their personal circumstances? Question five, what brands do they engage with? The steps in this book will show you what you need to put in place to take advantage of the marketing that sells system. The system Ed used to take his business from one that lost money 
to a business that gave him and his family a better way. And here endeth the lesson. That is chapter one of Stay Hungry. So hopefully you got a lot out of that. For ages, Joe and I have been meaning to record an audio version of the book. So we're going to put that in the diary. We've got to get that done this quarter, make that a non-negotiable for quarter one. But if you enjoyed chapter one and you don't know anything about us or the book, you can hop onto Amazon, have a look at the five-star reviews and decide whether you want to buy it for yourself or not. Um, of course, if you do know us and the stuff we have to share floats your boat, why not inquire about working with us, whether that's marketing and mindset coaching or doing your marketing for you. And to get the ball rolling on that, all you have to do is visit fixmymarketing.co.uk. We'll be back soon with another episode of Stay Hungry. Until then, stay out of trouble and of course, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to the Stay Hungry podcast and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Now, if you're looking to sort your marketing out, visit fixmymarketing.co.uk and get in touch today. 